joining us. and gentlemen and I'm so happy because you know what I have a foot pedal that gets me to turn on and off the drum machine so I can be like Molly, oh, my, oh my heart oh my brain crazy oh my liver oh it just feels good that's like that old quack medicine tactic of electrocuting people to treat baldness or dysentery Classic. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Excuse to electrocute people. (laughs) Which, come on, it's kind of the Milgram experience. That's a banger. The blooper tape from that thing is crazy. Yeah, I mean that one chapter in Cuckoo's Nest goes hard. (laughs) Big Chief, no water fountain. Oh my God, a caller. Hello, hello, who's there? Oh, I'm so terribly sorry. No, this is the Weird People Show. Wow. These people, man. I tell you what, I'm not tired of them, you know what I mean? But I am a little frustrated with them. Me too. So we have an excellent show for you people. The first thing is going to be this Dream Drop story. 
uh, we attached a large electronic device to the skulls of four squirrels, and we recorded every thought they had for about a two-month period. Then we did the best we could to sort of boil all those down into symbols and narratives that are comprehensible to human beings. And then we translated those things into a series of short little anecdotes connected by a, uh, a broader story structure. We hope you enjoy it. Uh, is there anything before we get into Dream Drops? Or? Uh, I wasn't paying attention, so yeah, probably no. All right, cool. <laughs> Without further ado, Perfect. we'll have a little musical intro, and we present to you Dream Drops. Dream Drops. Dream Drops. On WSCA Portsmouth. Darling, I dreamt last night. Oh? A profusion of visions it was. Another, Another profusion, profusion, eh? I can only remember a few. Tell, Tell us, us the few. few. Well, my mountain flower, they went something like this. Yeah, bro, so last Saturday I was in the blue tile kitchen with the gang smoking a pipe while bench pressing and Indiana Jones was totally on in the next room, bro. It belongs in a museum. So like when I push the barbell up, I exhale long clouds. When it comes down, I suck back tobacco and fuse saliva and my pals, bro, they choke in a fake colonizer voice like... They call me the Sheik of the Southwest, baby. I push up that weight, but bro's like... No, no camels, but we've horses, and the jockey's riding them spit. You'll feel right at home. And I'm just like, bring oh. down that weight. Pulling on the foul, earthy licorice oh. taste, man. That sweet Freudian schlup. Oh. But the big dogs see my biceps tremble oh. like a jelly store in an earthquake, and they're all like... I say, darling, you're shaking like a tariffless wig. Need a hand, my northeastern financier? And I'm all like, no, bro, I grunt smoke, and bro's all like... He looks like a metrosexual Popeye. They laugh. <laughs> but brother, I just stay focused, because when I stop lifting, I'm all like, this little bubble of heaven will pop, you know? Heaven, heaven will, will pop, pop, you know? Nice young man. The next dream was more memory. Here it comes now. Hello? Yes, I think I ate too much New England soil as a tot. The dirt tastes of the farmhand's woes. The farmhand's woes. Farmhand's woes. I look down at the lovers trudging up the hill. They, their effort they spent pushing through their lives to reach this intersection was hidden by their exquisite and complimentary ugliness, like a Herculean physique sweating behind a mold and moss-bound boulder. I tried to see the whole story within this stain, the glances across the wheat fields, the hours spent vitalizing the stars with comparisons to each other's eyes, the first wrestling match in a damp haystack next to Uncle Andrew's dairy cows. I winced to think of those poor cows and then recalled their slaughter in October and grinned a little. The thought of mercy always inspires hope. Unfortunately, mine shriveled as the youths came closer. She had a face like a cornfield and drunk at her side a poor, poorly irrigated lover. I thought of my sister, and in the way all the hereditary diseases are bequeathed, removed two rings from my pocket and called out a cheerful greeting. This next one was a bit... Muddier. 
Traveling downtown drinking from puddles and eating out of the ashtrays. When they're about unconscious, I use the homeless as blankets. My only vice is working three hours a week to buy paper copies of the New Yorker. Sometimes I've got to clamber up drain pipes and sleep on neon signs till the buzzing stops at daybreak. I've been walking to the harbor to take a bath. It's been eight years. Eight years. Eight years. Eight years. Eight years. Has the last dream been dreamt? Oh, one last more, lassies. This last late and lackluster one's lassoed for my last lackey's last job. Oh, the music starts so small and builds so gradually. I'm prickling with dread. The college kids are moving in this weekend, which means more work at my Saturday baking shift. I think about how it might turn out. I could screw up, cost the business money, lose my job and have everyone hate me, or I could accidentally burn down the cafe and see a team of corporate lawyers trap me underneath in that mountain of debt. I could piss off my co-workers so bad that they come to my house and drag me down to the smoking coals of the restaurant to roast me until my sweat with until my sweat runs with orange juices and my flesh crackles and softens until it takes no effort to twist off my head and cheeks and feast on my carcass. My parents could be informed of this ritual and, like the two wooden boards on which Christ was nailed, experience the dual pain of losing a son and realizing what he was taken. They would hang up the phone or maybe close the door. I'm not yet sure how these things go. And wipe away their tears before vowing never to befoul their tongues with my name again. (laughs) Now, knowing what's on the line for this weekend, I feel a bit better. Ah, and that's the dreams. Woohoo! Okay, yeah, well. These aren't your grandfather's dreams. They're mine. No, they're your. Can you guys hear me? But they are a result of your grandfather's choices. Grandfather's choices. Grandfather's yeah, sir, dreams. I, we're we're we are uh, we are broadcasting at an at a uh, 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 objectively lower volume this today because oh. we've been peaking the heck out of our signal. Uh-oh. So just turn up your headphones and we'll be fine. All right. This way, when we go plan, it's a lot better. <laughs> plan. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now I want to tell you something. First of all, that you are listening to WSCA LP Portsmouth, okay? Secondly, today, okay, it's sunny with a high near 35. North wind around 10 miles an hour with gusts as high as 20. Tonight, clear. Low around 20, okay? It's cold. 
Northwest, northwest wind around 10 miles an hour with gusts as high as 20 miles an hour. Monday night. Punxsutawney Phil got our back. Yeah. We'll hear more about him in a little bit. Monday night, sunny. Monday, sunny with a high near 34. Winds 10 to 15 miles an hour with gusts as high as 25 miles an hour. Monday night, partly cloudy, low around 22. North wind, 10 miles an hour. Gust as high as 20 miles an hour. Tuesday, sunny, high near 37. Tuesday night, 22. Wednesday, it's getting up to 38. Okay? Going up, fast forwarding to Friday, 45. Come on now. Oh, my. Ooh. Aloha. We're getting a preview on mud season, baby. Ow. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a small group of tepid fans outside. We love you, Alan. Alan. That is what you said, we here, find but you'll you do. quite pleasant, You're Alan. okay, Alan. You're, yeah, I mean, we, we accept you. We You're known you. to be adequate, bud. Yeah. Alan, you're growing on us. He's a nice guy and he reads the news. It's, it's Alan. Alan. That's me. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the 13 o'clock news. I'm your temporary host, Alan. As many of you know, this past Friday was Groundhog's Day, the day we celebrate our true Lord and Savior, Punxsutawney Phil. <laughs> Great news for farmers. This year, the almighty groundhog prophesies that we'll have an early spring. And this week, we here at the Weird People Show have an extra special treat. I was able to convince my sister Poe to head down to Pennsylvania and interview the big man himself. That's right. What you're about to hear is a pre-recorded interview with none other than the punks of 20 Phil himself. So let's just get right into it. Hello, all. My name is Poe, youngest sister, Edgar and Alan. The aforementioned Alan has asked me to record this for a stupid show or whatever. Normally, I wouldn't agree to do this, but as it turns out, I owe my brother a favor. Ooh. So without further ado, here's Punxsutawney Phil. Greetings. If you don't mind me asking, how did Alan convince you to do this interview? I mean, I'm his sister and all, but how did he get an actual god to appear on his radio show? Well, as it turns out, I also owe your brother a favor. I see. Well, it says here the first thing I'm supposed to ask is, why, sorry, why is it tradition to wear a top hat during the Groundhog's Day ceremony? Well, if you ask the humans, they'll tell you that the top hats were simply a marketing scheme to make the Puxatani ceremony more appealing on the national scale. But as you'll soon discover, there's quite a lot of misinformation surrounding the holiday. In reality, the men who handle me wear top hats in order to protect their mortal bodies. Interesting. Interesting. It's not like anyone can just lay their hands in the body of a god and expect to survive the encounter. The mere power radiating from my fur would usually go straight to a human's brain and crush it. Though when wearing a top hat and gloves, these men can instead store my excess energy inside the hat's enormous cavity, saving their minds and souls. Hmm, that's actually pretty cool. <sighs> so you're telling me if I wanted to expand my dark magic skills by uh -huh. practicing spells beyond human comprehension, hypothetically of course, yeah. wearing a top hat would allow me to hone the skills of a god? Um, theoretically, 
Yes. But in order to wield such power, you'd have to wear quite a large top hat. In fact, you'll notice that the world's most powerful religious leaders often don impractically massive headgear. Touche. All right, on to the next question. <clears throat> Where does the name Punxsutawney Phil come from? <sighs> That's a long story. You see, back before the colonizers arrived here, this land in Pennsylvania was occupied by the Lenape people. Now let me tell you, those people knew how to take care of a groundhog deity. They'd bring me sacrifices of hay, flax, and other seeds all the time. It was amazing. That's a story for another day. Anyway, one day this jerk of a wizard named Punks appears and starts wreaking havoc for the Lenape. And normally I don't get involved in human affairs, but, but the Lenape were so focused on handling Punks, they stopped giving me my sacrifices. So anyway, I had to kill the guy. The Lenape held a huge festival to celebrate the event and gave me the divine epithet, Punxsutawney, which translates to Slayer of Punks. And they made the mistake of burning that punk's body, at which point his flesh turned into a bunch of sandflies. Must be a spell a wizard cast, I don't know. Anyway, eventually they renamed the town after me, sort of like how Athens is named after Athena, or McDonald's is named after Donald. And so technically, Puxatani isn't even my name. It's just an epithet. Oh, wow. What a deep story. Okay, Phil, I have one more question written here. What is the secret to life, the universe, and everything? Oh, that's, easy. that's easy. It's easy. And that's all the time we have for today, folks. We hope you enjoyed that pre-recorded interview. Thank you to my sister Poe for doing the interview, and thanks so much to our Lord and Savior Phil for giving us his time. Of course, he has an infinite supply of it, but, I mean, it's still a nice gesture, right? Hey, so that's it for today, guys. Have a wonderful day. And thanks again for listening to the 13 O'Clock News. He's a nice guy and he reads the news. It's Alan. That's me. We are four minutes out from this wonderful phone call from our wonderful guest. So I'm wondering if we should put off starting our next yeah. Yeah. We'll just for a Wait a minute. I'm going to do a drum roll. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa! Oh! <laughs> that was intense. That's a, yeah, that was a very stressful drum roll. <laughs> That's going to be on the new Kanye album as a sample when he starts talking about international finance. And then we'll get to sue him and make a bunch of money. Why? Well, I, I would never do anything like that. That was not a political statement. <laughs> bing, bing. So, wait bonk. a minute. Just be like, be like, and now this thing. And then I'll be like. Okay, right. And now this thing is but now this thing is really coming. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the thing. Woo. Okay. The people, in order to form a more perfect union, mm-hmm. and This is how they announced the Constitution. This States is this the Declaration of Independence, isn't it? Or is the Constitution? I don't know. And promote the general welfare. I study ancient history. To establish 
for ourselves and our posterity and promote the general I study ancient history or is the constitution I don't know and promote so the general I study ancient history with a codified sense or is the constitution I don't know and promote the general I study the dominance of Islam and the codified sense and the dominance and promote the general I study ancient history or is the constitution I don't know with a codified I study ancient history Eminent That that corner racing towards us No money in our pocket. I study ancient history. So the god struck the Greek king with plague and the soldiers were dying on it. With a codified fence. Seven fatted cows. I study ancient history. Seven damn by. With a codified fence. Or is the constitution? I don't know. The particulate dryness. I study ancient history. Or is the constitution? I don't know. And promote the general wealth. I study ancient history. Or is the constitution? I don't know. And the boy smirked, for he was the most hungover guy at the community radio. Or is the constitution? I don't know. Sing goddess Achilles' I study ancient history. Or is the constitution? I don't know. I study ancient history. Black and murderous. I study ancient history. Cells into 
pitch countless souls of heroes and degrees as dark. I study ancient history. And left their bodies to rot in streets. For dogs and birds, as Zeus's will was done. Begin with the clash between Agamemnon, the Greek warlord, and God like Achilles, which I am more like the history Offended by the Lord, Agamemnon dishonored Chryses, Apollo's priest, so the gods struck the Greek camp with plague and the soldiers were dying of it. The firelight used to send shadows up like the armies of the night raised from my About in, it's just about endowing a subordinate with responsibility. I filled up my vassal. Right, a vassal is a subordinate, and a vassal it, is a container. Yeah, okay. a vassal is just like I have this guy running my earldom on the side, and I like send him obligations. He sends me money, but he has a little bit of autonomy. He's a vassal, so I filled up my vassal is like I endowed him with certain obligations under me. Okay. So we yeah. can say we can say I, I filled up my vassal, and people with know obligations. Yeah, we're talking about feudal yeah, contracts. Yeah. I, I filled, filled up my vassals. vassals. He's gonna prevent the serfs from forming a nation. I, I filled up my vassals. He's collecting a wheat tax on these farmers. I filled up my vassals so that they can never harm us. I filled up my vassals. I've got men in arms, Sharpa, Minga, Halberd. I filled up my vassals. He presented me with the present of a stuffed bird. I filled up my vassal. He's burned eight witches this quarter. 
I fill up my vessels. But I think he's using black magic to make me grow shorter. I filled up my vessels. I live in fear of having my throne usurped. I filled up my vassals. But fortunately, I have these loyal vassals looking after my turf. I filled up my vassals. Oh, 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 ow. I filled up my vassals. And that's why. Don't take that out of context. That's just the sound I make when I'm thinking about my kingdom being overthrown. I filled up my vassals. I filled them up. I filled them up with obligations. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what they're calling it nowadays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I filled up my vassals. With obligations. <laughs> so that's what they're calling it nowadays. I fill up my vessels, and we uh we have a feudal system, as the kiddies would say. I fill up my vessels. I'm haunted by the English Civil War. I fill up my vessels. I know he wants royalty, glory, glory, and more. Fill up my vessels. I have so many different tracts of land. I filled up my vassals. I sent my eldest son on the crusade to the Holy Land. I filled up my vassals. And he's never coming back. Dad, Dad. I filled up my vassals. My son is dead. Dad, Dad, Dad. I filled up my vassals. Why did I send my son to die? Oh my God, what am I? I filled up my vassals. What's the point of this? What's the point of such immense power if I can't protect my family? I don't know what to do anymore. There needs to be a better system. There must be a better one. I filled up my vassals. While this hungover voice keeps screaming in my brain. I filled up my vassals. Yeah, my life gets pretty weird. I filled up my vassals. Life expectancy is about 42 years. Filled up my vassals. I filled up my vassals. I have a visor, advisor, and a cup bearer. I'm gonna. I filled up my vessels. I'm gonna take my neighbor. Have we received the the phone call? Yeah, we sure haven't. And you know, due respect to our dear friend Caroline Cotter, but we have can't be just like hanging around all day waiting for you to call us. But feel free to call us at any time because we're here for another hour and forty-five. Forty minutes. Uh, hour, hour and. It's 20 minutes. We're here till 2. Minutes. We're That's the weird right. people. We're not the math people. We are the weird math people. <laughs> we're not the math people. Isn't that what Oppenheimer was about? We're not the people of math. My friends have some tassels. <laughs> all right, so I... My friends are all rascals. <laughs> we are just... My best right, one's a pascal. Whoa. So, I'm saying yeah. something which is not officially on the, the list, mascal. by the way. If you're going ice skating, always look for that sign that tells you how many inches thick that thin ice you're skating on just might be. Good, good advice. Good advice for everyone. Uh, now, 
I want to say one thing, which is that our opinions are our own and not those of the station or any of the trustees, etc. Oh. Uh, and, you know, we've been thinking about this a lot. And, you know, I come from a... I was brought up sort of artistically in California. And oh, there's That a, explains a lot. There's a rich tradition of um, anarchist hippie home entertainment um, little showsy things, which sort of sound like this show. And uh, we are in that tradition. Oh. And with that comes a certain amount of, uh, as my dear friend Moxie Mike puts it, salt saltiness. And, uh, you know, we don't like for people to feel attacked. So I'm just going to say something now. For that, everyone who's listening, two things, okay? Number one, we love you. Yes. Yes. And we love ourselves. Yes. Number two, you are an idiot. And we are yes. idiots too. Yes. Okay? So, You're wrong about some things. I'm wrong about some things. It'd be right. like that. You're and wrong even, about all Even things. in this room, oh. we actually have a number of differences where two people are uh, twice the age of the other two people. <laughs> we're all white, by the way, but we're going to change that. We want to change that. We have two 20-year-olds and two 10-year-olds <laughs> in a birdcage. We can do it. We can do it. Okay. Have fun guessing which are which. But the point is, there's differences between us, between us and you, the listener, and those differences aren't necessarily what you think they are, and reconciling those yes. is the theme of the upcoming century. Whoa. And we're not going to participate in the upcoming century by ignoring the the entire purpose of it. I don't know. The track record of reconciling political differences has generally been a, pretty bad, a, pretty right? spectacular. <laughs> Some fireworks displays. Right. So point being is we love, we love, we laugh at, yes. we address, we discuss. Um, we discourse. So with that, we got a new batch of ads. We deliberate. And we are brought to you in part by Al's Landfill. Yes. Think you're doing the world a favor by recycling those plastic bottles? Guess what? 95% of that plastic gets inserted directly into the nostrils of sea turtles. So why not give up the ghost and tote it on down to Al's Landfill? Al's Landfill! The earth will be fine, will you? Rocket, Rocket Co! Melt meal, the meal that melts. Yes, just a few short minutes in the microwave, clothes dryer, or conventional oven, and melt meal melts into an edible puddle. Mm. Spoon it, mop it, yeah. suck it with a straw. <laughs> You've got to clean it up somehow, baby. Yes, melt meal, the meal that melts. Invented by Rocket Co. Rocket cow! Rocket cow. And following that extremely political ad, brought to you by guns. Want to shoot somebody? Guns. Yeah. Want to shoot yourself? Guns. Uh, guns. Want to get shot by someone who feels threatened by your gun? Guns. Because it is your God-given right to get shot. Yeah. Safety concerns? Take advantage of this limited time offer and receive a free safety safe gun safe with your next bulk purchase. Simply put the weapon of your choice into the safety safe gun safe, and you can make sure that when the time comes, the weapon will be of no use to anybody. Safety safe. Safety safe. Safety safe. Brought to you by Lazy Bum Services. Are you tired of having to work whenever you put advertisements together? How about you be a lazy bum and just make them up on the fly? If you want your own improvisational ad inserted into this time slot, contact Lazy Bums by, like, reaching out to my friend Dave. I don't have a phone anymore. It's too much of a burden. Lazy Rocket Bums, Co. a subsidiary of Rocket Co. Rocket, Rocket Co. Co. Oh, forget it. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> It's kind of a long name. 
Here, you want an advertisement? Oh. Yes. <gasps> no, someone else read one. Okay. Well, uh, I had my boss over for dinner, and his wife made a comment about how yellow my cabinets were getting. Guess he didn't get the promotion he was gunning for. Is a yellow furniture and cabinetry is a yellow furniture and cabinetry adversely affecting your social status? Attorney and Labs has a solution. Introducing All White, a groundbreaking new product guaranteed to leave your furniture and cabinetry sparkling white. Whoa. Yes, simply apply a liberal layer of our patented All White solution, wipe away, and your furniture and cabinetry will be white as the inception date. Since I started using All White, my cabinets are pearly white again. Hello, promotion. Hello, Frank. Introducing All White from Attorney and Labs. Available at your local commissary. All White. So white, it's wrong. Brought Thank to you by Rocket Co. Like so Rocket Co. You have all the new ones. I oh, to read that's so new fascinating. One. Here you go. No dead air. Are ye running low on hard tech? Need some salted pork to see your voyage through? Well, heave to and tie up to Port Co. For all your swashbuckling needs. We got sailcloth, trennels, pitch of every variety, and plus some personal items for ye hot bunkers out there. Boat Co. Located at a free tar- trade and harbor near you. Boat Boat Do you want children? Of course you do. Reproduction licenses are easier than ever to acquire. When Calvin and I decided it was time for us to have our first baby, I was nervous. I heard how a lot of stories from my girlfriends about how hard it was to get, get, get legal, but things have changed. The process is so quick and easy now. After I filled my application, took my carpentries, took my carpentries. After I filled out my, after I filed, um, I, I wrote my name down on a piece of paper. They said I was smart enough, and that, then I was good to walk in the door. They gave me my pregnancy approval in just three short years. Now we have little Louise. Say hi, honey. And so beautiful. Apply for pregnancy approval today. And get legal. Rocket code. Rocket code. Need nut. Come to Zorpo. How to fresh nut. Yep. We got goose nut. Burnt goose nut. And our new product, smash bake nut paste. Visit Zorpo Nut Hut today and get free nut bag. Offer exclude boat people. <laughs> Zorpo. Zorpo. <laughs> Waste cakes again? Ah, oh, mom. Is your family tired of dry, tasteless, recycled waste? Well, at Attorney and Labs, we have your solution. Introducing Moist Max 3150, the finest waste rehydrator ever made, featuring multiple settings from loaf to sliders. Wow, these waste burgers are awesome. Thanks, Mom. Thank you, Moist Max 3150. <laughs> the Moist Max 3150, the waste rehydrator for the discriminating palate. Available now at your local commissary. Are you unhappy? Do you have a sneaking suspicion that there is something terribly wrong with everyone, including yourself? Do you want to escape from the world and your own subjectivity? Play mobile games on your phone. Yes, mobile games on your phone. That time-modern collection of apps that has been holding our society together since the invention of the iPhone. Mobile games, available everywhere you turn. Another pacifier shoved into your mouth by Rocket Co. Rocket Co. He changed my ad. I wrote that ad. That's not what it said. You can't prove that. You can't prove anything. You have no rights as far as I'm concerned. That's true. 
Yeah. Are you tired of finding the perfect match on a dating site or at a mixer only to be let down when you find out the sucker is still alive? Then we got the perfect offer for you. Come on down to Cupid's Poison Narrows, give us the name of your ghoul friend to be, and we'll assassinate him ourselves so that you can skip all the muss and fuss and get right to dating their ghost. Yeah. Yes, here at CPA, we understand the frustration of having to date a living person, Ugh, mm. and we want to help. Why wait for your soulmate to die of natural causes when you could just go to our website and order their execution? today in honor of valentine's day coming up soon if you pay for one assassination right now we'll even throw in same day shooting for free so save yourself the trouble and visit cupid's poison arrows today cupid's poison arrows making matches and using them to light people on fire since 1932 some of my best friends are concepts Some of my best friends are loose tic-tac pills. At the bottom. Tic-tac pills? What exactly are you curing with a tic-tac? Loneliness. Oh, I was going to say bad breath. That's what the government wants you to think. They don't want you to understand the full potential of a piece of candy. That sugar-sweet delight, that explosion in your mouth, it changes the biochemical balance of your brain the same way a conversation with a friend does. So if you think about it, TikTok pills are technically a substitute for friendship if you eat them enough and in a sustained manner. I mean, manner. while we're biding time, I do actually have a funny story from this past Monday. Um, okay, but if at any point I don't like it, I'm going to ring the phone and scream really loudly. Well, that's not going to happen. So. Oh. Uh, okay, so on Monday, I had... <laughs> Get off the phone, you dink! Hello? I'm not taking calls right now. Oh, I'm so terribly... So I was just wondering if my son was in the in the radio station. Who's your son? Uh, his name is Whiskey Joe. Uh... Ma? Whiskey. Is that you, Ma? Of course it's me, Whiskey. Are you coming home for dinner tonight? We're serving your favorite. <laughs> Whiskey broth. <laughs> I'll be there, Ma. Well, I, I thought you would because you live at home. You live at home, so. Well, I, I would love to come home, Ma. I, I know. I you, got Sapphire here, and he's just so hard. Well, you to don't deal need to bring Sapphire if you don't want to bring okay, Sapphire. Okay, I'll leave him in his yeah, box. Yeah, that's pretty bad. But we I'll knew you would come home. Box. You live on our couch. Anyway, have a nice time. I, I didn't mean to interrupt the story. I'm so sorry. Please continue. Okay. How sweet. Anyway, um, so. I was at work and <laughs> Ezra, I will. <laughs> what is wrong with you, dude? I know Hello? where you live. Hello. Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm I'm Whiskey Joe's mother. I actually, I accidentally forgot to call something. Could I speak to my son? Mom. <laughs> Whiskey, is that you? Yeah. Did you give Sapphire those medications we're using to slowly rob him of the ability to speak? Yeah, of course. Mom. Okay, great. He is so annoying. <laughs> so if you can just make sure you give him those little pills or just put in a powder for him and some chai tea. Is that Grammy Gin? Shut up, Sapphire. Get back in your box. Anyways, I'm going to go. Sorry to interrupt. Okay. Please get back to your story. Uh, I love my Grammy Gin. Sometimes she gives me candy, but it tastes weird. Anyway. So, <laughs> while I was at work, <laughs> my back started hurting really bad. <laughs> and so, like, I got out at 8 p.m. and Hannaford closes at 9. So I literally was, like, booking it over to Hannaford. And I got one of... I'm just going to keep talking. I got one of those big bottles of ibuprofen. Uh-huh. <laughs> and 
As I was leaving, my back hurt so bad that I couldn't wait till I got back to my dorm, so I was just walking down the street, taking <laughs> Don't let him get to you! Don't let him get to you, baby! What?! <laughs> Hello? Hi, uh, this is Whiskey Joe's mother calling okay. one last I just wanted to say that I'm loving this story, and I'm so glad you do this with my son. Grammy Chin! Continue. Grammy Chin! Oh, I, I want some to... candy! Of course, dear. Do... Ask, your, ask your brother. Ask your brother, Whiskey Joe. Anyways, I love the story. Please continue. Don't let anyone stop you from pursuing your dreams. Just keep going. Okay? Great. I mean, that was pretty much the whole thing. I just imagine it must have looked kind of weird to see, you know, some girl walking down the street popping pills. I do that all the time. <laughs> well, then- I know you do, Sapphire, but some some of us over here, I mean, it's, it was ibuprofen, so it's not like I was actually, like... If you just have a partially inflated paper bag with you, then the cops don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think a cop saw me, which is good. Can you imagine? Can you? <laughs> Can you imagine the like Durham police seeing someone like like eating a pill in the middle of the road as they're walking, you know, somewhere? And they pull over and they're like, "Hey, bud, what you got there?" And some lady just hands them a bottle of ibuprofen. She's like, "My back, bro." It happened. One time my mom got into the car, the family car, and looked in the back seat and was like, Ezra, have you been drinking? And I picked up one of these brown glass bottles that was back there, and it was Mexican Coca-Cola. And I was like, I'm sorry, mother. <laughs> yeah. And I, yes, I have. <laughs> well. We used to serve Mexican Coke at, um, at Lolly and Pops, but... Before like, the war. Yeah, for the war, um, that was known as Christmas shopping season. Um, <laughs> but they stopped sending us shipments of it. Hello? Hello? All right, so now we have 45 minutes left with you, which means I'd say it's time to get into our next uh, little piece here. And we're excited because we're in episode four now of the... Lover's Guide to the Unspeakably Eldritch. Wow. Just said correctly for the first time ever. And uh, I like to call it Ramona and the Beast. Or Clementine's Heart. Or no, anyway. What's happening is there's this demon. And she fell in love with this girl named Ramona. Now you're all caught up. Yep. Okay, baby. Ezra, you're on guitar for this one. Oh, man. And right. I'm on violin. What's this? It's a little like EG, EG just thing. sort of E-G-E. like, just yeah. like. LGUE. You know, looking back at the beginning of this series, I'm not sure why I'd expected it to be anything other than a rom-com. The main character is a useless imp who can barely even make it through a conversation with its girlfriend. And the girlfriend in question is too weird to be thrown off by anything demonic. And the literal ruler of hell is, and I, I believe this is the scientific term, a twink. I don't think this story could be scary if it tried. Of course, that hasn't stopped Ramona from being scared. But instead of being afraid of the right things, the things in her life that are truly scary, like her 20-eyed pet rabbit Argus, she's petrified of performing a song for a small restaurant in a town in the middle of nowhere. 
She's pacing back and forth and forth and back in her living room while the beast sits on the couch in the cottage trying to figure out what to do. I know everything will be fine, Alejandro, but that doesn't change how I feel right now. I mean, what if they don't like me? I'm not exactly what one would call a trained professional. To soothe her nerves, Ramona is currently on the phone with her childhood friend, Alejandro. I just wish I could see all of you again. I miss you and Ezekiel and Alex and Leighton and Goldie. I know, I've been trying to get back home, but I'm just too strapped for money right now. Well, I just had to leave at some point. I love all of you, but I need to find out who I am without my parents constantly breathing down my neck. Okay, love you too. Bye. Sorry I've been so out of it lately, Clementine. I'm just really stressed out about this gig. What do you say we go out and do something fun? There's this adorable park on the south side of town I haven't been to yet. I'd love to check it out together. Great, let's go! Wow, this park is beautiful. I should have come here sooner. What do you think, Clementine? Well, I'm glad you like it. Sorry, what is it you're trying to say? Okay, 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 sweetie, it's okay. I know talking can be hard sometimes. You don't need to strain yourself. I think I can figure out what you were trying to say anyway. Did you say you want to know where my friends and I are from? Oh, that's so thoughtful. My hometown is called Valley Falls. It's tiny. It's one of those towns with so few people that they had to send us to the next county over just to go to school. Oh, it's a great place, but I just wanted to go somewhere else so I could find myself for a bit. I may move closer to home someday, but I don't know. I like it here. Plus, this place is closer to the music scene. I do miss my friends, though. I want to try and go visit them this summer while they're back home from college, but I'm not sure if I'll be able to. Work has been crazy lately. Wait a minute. Where does this character Ramona even work? I've never seen her go. Oh, Clementine, look, a band is playing. Let's go watch. Ah, never mind. Once again, the beast has a plan. Is it a good plan? We'll have to see. My money's on probably not. The mission... Get Ramona's friends from Valley Falls, Texas, to Ramona's concert four hours away. Let's see how this goes. Okay, Mom, I'm going to bed. Good night, Alejandro. Remember to take your vitamins. Wait a minute. I almost forgot to brush my teeth. Alex, you goober. Well, I guess I gotta go to the bathroom then. I sure hope there's nothing unspeakably dark and sinister in there. Now think about this for a moment. How would you feel if you walked into your own bathroom and saw a demon standing in your shower tub combo with the lights off and a message written in dripping red liquid on the walls and mirror? Be honest, what would you do? Uh, who, who are you? 
The beast offers no response. It just shakily holds out its hand towards Alejandro to hand him a train ticket that is covered in the mysterious red fluid. All things considered, Alex is handling this surprisingly well. There it is. The beast has been having a lot of trouble speaking today. Some days, the sounds just won't come out. Not sure what else to do, the beast points to the writing on the wall in the mirror. Alejandro doesn't find much comfort in the words. Tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Valley Falls train station, be there? The sentence is written on his mirror in bright red. Will Alejandro continues to sputter and shake, the beast decides to take this as its cue to leave. It leaves behind a ticket on the counter and bolts. After all, the beast has a lot to do. But first, it needs to wash the exploded red expo marker off its hands. Goldie, my man, long time no see. Let me dap you up, brother boy. Ooh, Ezekiel, I can't believe you're using that stupid nickname still. I did think I was stupid enough to get people to call me my real name in college. Well, you know, when there's two Alexes in the group and ten Alexes in the grade, you gotta find a way to tell them apart. I guess some things never change. What a weird coincidence running into you guys here, Ezekiel and Goldie. I know, right? Uh, That's what I was just thinking. (laughs) I guess great Alexes do think alike. Shut up. (laughs) So what brings you two to the Valley Falls train station at 10 a.m.? Man, I don't know if I could explain it if I tried. Dude, did you see that demon thing too? Yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one, man. I was so afraid of what that thing was going to do to me at 10 a.m. that I almost didn't show up. But then I was like, what will it do to me if I don't? Well, did any of you notice the destination on these tickets? What about it? Ciudad Mintura. That's where Ramona lives. I mean, maybe that wasn't a demon, but what if it was like a messenger of fate or something? Dude, you sound crazy right now. Yeah. Crazier than a literal demon showing up in the bathroom and giving you a train ticket? Whoa, touche. Well, I guess I do miss Ramona. Might as well take advantage of this opportunity. <laughs> All aboard the Valley Forge Express to see you, Dodman Chiora. I, I guess that's our cue, guys. Does anyone know Ramona's address? And so the three friends safely made it to Ciudad Minatura. And why did they? And what did they see as soon as they got off their train? Why our lovely protagonist, of course. Ah! <laughs> Let's just give them a minute to get it out of their system. Who even are you, man? Okay, and the screaming stops, so the story can continue. The beast hands the trio a notepad with a short message written on it. What? What is this? Some kind of letter. Let me read that. You. You you have been summoned here for a purpose. Nice. Your friend, my my girlfriend, Ramona, has a show tonight. It is your duty as her friends to ease her nerves. 
Please come to her performance tonight and support her as she sings in public for the first time. Huh. Wait a damn minute. Did that thing say it's, wait, it's dating, Ramona? Honestly, knowing her, bro, that tracks. Okay, well, guess we better come back to that later. And Ramona has a show tonight? I guess so. And good for her. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm totally down to go. Me too. She's always been so talented, but if you can get past her stage fright, she'll be unstoppable. Hold up. Does Ramona even know we're coming? Well then, I guess this will be a nice surprise. This is all actually pretty thoughtful for whatever you are. Hold up. <laughs> if this creature summoned the entire gang, where's Layton? It may help to know that not everyone in the friend group has been struggling financially. Good afternoon, poors. I see the forces of nature have deigned to grace you with their presence as well. Hey, Layton. Hello. How's the stock market going? Oh, don't even get me started, darling. I know it looks like I've got everything together, but money's gotten so tight I almost had to take the family helicopter here. Trust fund drip. Good to see you too, hot stuff. (sighs) Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for coming to our establishment tonight. We have a real treat for you. Making her debut onto the music scene. She's a brand new face in the country genre. Everyone give a warm welcome to Ramona! Yeah, Ramona! That's my girl! Woo! Oh, yeah, man. Uh, Howdy, everyone. Thanks so much for coming to my show. Is that... Oh, hey, guys! Oh, my goodness! How are you? Hi, sweetie. Hey! Oh, I'm uh, sorry. I wasn't expecting to see my friends in the audience. Uh, Recently... Ramona! Woo! A special someone came into my life and told me about how in the old days, people would use music as a way to tell stories. It inspired me to write this song to keep the tradition alive. So this one's for them. Woo! Ramona! All right. Shine, moon spun, honeydew, day done. We walked by the water, saw Christ, our mother, and we prayed. Baby cries, and Pappy dies, blue bottle. Black flies I worked In the mines We hurt Hard times But you stayed Empty pockets Full hearts We headed west For a new start That damn soil Swallowed our toil Hungry 
as a grave was it no wheel on which we were broken was it no cross on which we ride was the doctors I couldn't pay moonshine moon spun scarlet fever little one buried you both by the water oh Christ my darling martyrs I have no Way. Wow. That was... Woo! Man. The show was an amazing success. Despite our fears, everyone loved Ramona and her soft, sapphic... Sapphic? Johnson, get a dictionary in here. Anyways, soft, sapphic country music. Now she has a chance to relax and catch up with her friends while the beast tries very hard not to stare at the gorgeous outfit Ramona is wearing. Oh, thank you all so much for coming all the way here to see me. You have no idea how much this means to me. Anything for our bestie. Yes, of course. Many may be the love of my life, but it still takes a backseat to supporting you guys. Oh. Speaking of love, care to introduce us to your, I want to say, partner? Oh, of course, everyone. This is my amazing girlfriend, Clementine. I know she looks a little rough around the edges, but she is an absolute sweetheart. Uh, <laughs> nice to meet you, Clementine. That thing has a name? What was that? Hmm? I don't know. I thought I heard you say something. Uh, nope, nothing. Okay, my bad. Oh, now that I think of it, how did you even know where I was performing, Alex? No say. Come again? With pleasure. What Leighton is trying and failing to say is that Clementine was actually the one who told us all about tonight. Really? Yeah. She even brought us bought us our train tickets. Clementine, you did all this for me? <laughs> oh my goodness, thank you so, 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 so much. You're the best. Ah! Oh, so that thing is safe to hug, man. Good to know. Oh, don't be so snobbish. Hypocrite say what? Oh. Ramona has clearly found herself a doting girlfriend. I mean, the demon even bought you plebeians train tickets so you could reunite with your friends. Fair. Hey, you want guys to go get some ice cream or something? Ramona can show us around the city. Yeah! yeah! Uh, and it's always nice when episodes have a happy ending. And I think it's safe that this one is sweeter than maple syrup on a stick. Hopefully, all those comments about the beast's appearance, how its purrs sound like a Toyota engine struggling to start up, made directly to its face, don't become a problem. It would be a real shame if that were to happen. Well, folks, I think we can call it all here. Oh! Hey! Oi, bro, it's my turn on the internet! What the heck are you? Get away from me! Ow, ow, ow! Stop it! Ow! And that wraps it up for LGUE, or otherwise known as the Lover's Guide to the Unspeakably Eldritch. Also known as Ramona and the Beast. Also known as, what is that thing, my god? <laughs> lovely, 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 lovely. We only I hope have 20 you know that left. from now on, every single script I write for the radio is going to have an excessively long <laughs> title, just because I know you guys hate it. That's good. That's what you want, the kind of dynamic you want with your coworkers. Yeah. <laughs>
Not that we like are employed or make money off this. But something's more important than money. Like, for example, this next piece that we have for you, the third installment of the ballad of Marcus P. Fletcher. Oh, wait. That's are we true. Doing but first, some words from our sponsors. Oh, most oh. excellent. Hi. Hi there. It's great to see you. It's a cold, scary world. I would know. I used to be cold and scared. I used to leave the house wearing camel, head to toe. I used to wet myself at the sight of a surveillance camera. I used to wear decoy teeth in case an unscrupulous dentist might try to steal my real teeth. But I don't do that anymore. That's because I eat Bert's oatmeal. I'm eating Bert's oatmeal right now. Thank you, Bert. Your oatmeal is good. I'm not scared of cameras anymore. Bling! My name is Bert Kennedy, and I approve this message. Brought to you by Children's Sleeping Pills. Is your child inconveniently active? Put them right to sleep with Children's Sleeping Pills and get on with your life. Another global solution brought to you by Rocket Co. Rocket Co. Are you a person? Yeah. A lonely person? Yeah. Do you feel average? Yes. You want to be noticed? Yes. Ideally, this would be an ad for counseling or some kind of workshop thing, but no. Oh. It's for social media. <laughs> On social media, you can post your opinions all over the daggone place. Certainly no one has had the same ideas as you ever. Spill your knowledge and intellect like water on a desert, or maybe fire on dry grass, or probably more like a drop of water in the Atlantic, but don't worry, your drop of water is certainly unique. Rant all your stupid opinions and take as much as you want. You can get thumbs up, hearts, upvotes, threatening DMs, or if you're lucky, you can get blocked by certain platforms or even the FBI knocking at your door. Big, small, negative, positive, at least you'll be noticed. Cure your loneliness and childhood abandonment issues with social media. Encouraged by Rocket Co. Waste cakes again? Ah, mom! Your family tired of dry, tasteless, recycled waste? Well, Atranian Labs has their solution. Introducing the Moist Max 3150, the finest waste rehydrator ever made. Featuring multiple settings from loaf to sliders. Wow, these waste burgers are awesome! Thanks, Mom! Thank you, Moist Max 3150. The Moist Max 3150, the waste rehydrator for the discriminating palate. Available now at your local commissary. Brought to you by Rocket Co. Rocket Co. All right, now, let's get around to our final little offering we have. Yeah. This is the third in a chapter, the third chapter in a uh, epic poem entitled The Ballad of Marcus P. Fletcher, which is a religious document that's been unearthed in the late 40th century. Uh, so really, you don't really need to know much about this kid at all because it's sort of all re-explained to you right now. So he's coming in and he's going to... This is a, this, it's a poem, okay? It's a poem and we're going to do it. It's beautiful. Yeah. No report in orders, no credentials, no ID, not even a tablet, a communicator. The admittance clerk was not impressed. But Marcus was in no f mood to be further down-dressed. I told you they were stolen. Marcus said wearily. You have my DNA in a retinal scan. The clerk looked through some documents, shaking her head. Finally, 
He gestured to a figure in the corner of the room. Follow that man. The Zelda team barracks was quite quiet today. Normally, it would be a buzz, with rise cracks and towel snaps and radio fuzz. But it was quiet today. Jim Rogers was not his jovial self. He could think of no dumb joke to tell. Delaney O'Flaherty, normally full of complaints, could think of no grievances to air, and so stared at the paint that had been dry for a year. Inert on the wall, which would normally be bouncing with the sound of a song being sung by Ashford Hall. But today, the security marshal slash medic might have a sore larynx or maybe a headache. Each of the crew members lay on their beds, incapable of action. Each bed was full, save for the lately late, late, ne- each bed was full, save for the lately late navigator, Muriel Jackson, which was arranged just so, just as she had left it when she had gone on leave two days ago. They were silent together, with Muri still with them, still clinging, refusing to let her get gone, all of them knowing, despite the fresh grieving, that Muri would want them to... Calm down and carry on. The silence was then broken by a hiss and a clang. The door swung open as the hinges sang. Then the boss walked in, so they all stood up. Behind the boss was a boy like a scolded pup. Well, who's with us now? Chided Delaney O'Flaherty. Something on your heel there, boss. <laughs> Asked Ashford Hall. All right, stow it, said the boss, and they all did. They liked the boss. They respected him. They immediately did not like or respect this accompanying kid. This here's the boss of new na- This here- This here's the new navs, said the boss. They practically choked. See there, boss, said Jim Rogers. Is this some kind of joke? No joke, said the boss. This comes straight from the top. We're staying on schedule, which means that's 72 hours to drop. We're training him up in the morning, so it's lights out in 20. Oh, Flaherty, he said, gentle now. Get his bunk ready. The boss exited briskly, then a long, thick silence. Then Delaney got up, showing Marcus no kindness. And then slowly, as in a funeral possession, she started boxing up Muriel Jackson's possessions. She picked up each knick-knack and trinket, considered it, then put it neatly away. Marcus looked sheepishly down at the floor, searching for something to say. Jim Rogers, said Jim, extending a hand. He was tired of watching, he was tired of playing watch kids squirm on hook. I'm, I'm Marcus, said Marcus. He scanned the room slowly, leading a quartet of uncertain looks. How's your last name called? Asked Ashford Hall. Sharing in Jim Rogers' awkward chore. Uh, It's Fletcher, said Marcus. His heart left his carcass, his eyes redirected back down to the floor. Fletcher like Paul? Asked Ashford Hall. Surely like Paul Fletcher, not the CVP and Avs. O'Flaherty looked up. Her eyes were daggers. Uh, well... Muttered Marcus. He's, um, yeah, he's my dad. Are you flippin' kidding me? Exploded Delaney O'Flaherty. The VP of Nav's son is the second chair Nav. <sighs> she stood up with a box of her late friend's possession and left, giving one final ocular stab. 
VP of Sun... Na VP of Nas Sun, huh? Well, don't that just figure. That's somewhat astonished, Jim Rogers said. Ashford Hall said nothing at all. He gave Marcus the finger and then went to bed. Jim said, guess that could have gone better, huh? He could find no reason to hate this kid. He guessed he, hasn't cho he hadn't chosen to be born an aristocratic bureaucrat. I don't see how... Oh, sorry. Let's start that uh, verse again. I don't see... Do we, we could restart the piece if we want. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> no, I think we could. Because now I think we got it. What do you want to do? Uh, let's just get... <laughs> let's say he's going to go to bed, but he doesn't snore, okay? All right. VP of Son of Navs, huh? Well, don't that just figure. A somewhat astonished Jim Rogers said. Ashford Hall said nothing at all. He gave Marcus the finger and then went to bed. Jim said, guess that could have gone better, huh? He could find no reason to hate this kid. He guessed he hasn't chosen to be born an aristo-bureaucrat. I don't see how, replied Marcus, sitting on the dead hero's bed. He couldn't possibly have felt more like a worthless brat. Well, I guess you're right at that, Jim said, half laughing. It was his first even half laugh since Muriel died. I'm sorry, said Marcus. He actually felt relieved. At least now he had nothing to hide. Sorry for Muriel's passing or for being here at all. Either way, I don't reckon it's your fault, Jim said stoically and then silently cried. Thanks, said Marcus, and thus earned the forgiveness, if not the confidence, of not only Jim Rogers but of Ashford Hall, who was tearfully pretending to be asleep, or even Delaney O'Flaherty, who was tearfully listening just outside. The first day was rough, so to speak. Less like 60 grit and more like teeth. Or gravel. In fact, Marcus made more or less a mockery of simulated space travel. His velocities lacked nuance. His vectors needed correction. He could have navigated he, he couldn't have navigated much worse if you were a blind man in nebula with nothing but a broken sextant. But perseverance proved a friend, and by the second day, at least by the end, there wasn't much about his performance anyone could say. True, he would never be Muriel Jackson, but he performed his duties to satisfaction. And so on the third day, the crew assembled after breakfast at Dockingport Delta and strapped themselves into the RCC Zelda. The Zelda was shaped like a World War II bomber, but with shorter wings and a fatter middle. Sort of like a seal in a jacket, or a pig in a blanket, or an eel that had swallowed a fiddle. The nose was composed of a crystal dome, which served as the cockpit. The crew called it the snout. The right wing was where signals and data came in. The left wing was where signals and data went out. In the middle of the mess, in, in the middle was the mess. The crew called it the pig. A small sausage wrapped up by tiny bunks. Marcus was to port, Delaney was to starboard, Ash for below, and Jim's bunk was on top. Each bed was quite cozy, if not very big. In the back was where the magic happened. The engine room, with its Rocket Co. Ocarina 5 core. The element that would enable the Zelda to travel the speed of light. A human... <laughs> the element that would enable Zelda approach the speed of light, a speed humanity had not even come close to before. 
At noon central Dayton time, the countdown commenced, and the crew began to mummer through their pre-flight checks. Vitals go. Was Ashford's line, along with... Cameras on. And... Door secure. Delaney chimed in. Iron, iron engine online. And they could all hear that great kitty cat purr. Course laid in. Reported Marcus. And no worries, guys. I rechecked the vectors. We've got functioning comm array and good astro data collectors. Copy that, said Jim, though he hadn't listened. Only Muriel Jackson was on his mind. He tapped some tiles and then said, Ignition. And thusly the Zelda left this world behind. Zwip! And now there's alarms. Marcus awoke in a blur, having no idea of what had just occurred. Alarms were going off. Not only that, but hisses and clatters. It was in no way understood what was the matter. But it was definitely not good. His console showed breaches in the living section. He sealed off the bridge. For now, that would have to do. Delaney, we have a problem. Delaney? No answer. Jim? No answer either. He looked around, coming to. He was alone. Suddenly, he wanted desperately to go home. Where were they? Where was he, for that matter? He decided to table the former and focus on the latter. He did a compu scan of the ship's surroundings so as to see what he could see. But what was this star and what was that cluster? Nothing was where it was supposed to be. Had his instruments got miscalibrated? Everything was akimbo. Panicking, he whispered to himself, What would Jim do? <laughs> it, was only, uh, it was only then that it occurred to him to look out the window. He looked and realized it was possible to feel even stupider. Out the window, big as life, loomed mighty Jupiter. Where he thought it was Jupiter, somehow it looked odd. Nothing one could put a finger on, just off slightly. Marcus jumped in his seat as the comm cracked lightly. Marcus froze. What in the world was that language? And who in the world else was all the way out here? Nothing was out there as far except surveyor robos. What would Jim do? Mama, uh, Mayday, I, I'm in distress. He managed to stammer into the car. Please, please, assess. More babble from the other end. Very urgent sounding. Was this the end? A short goodbye? Was he to be blown from the starry sky? Suddenly there was a flash followed directly by a bang. And with that, our stout hero did pass out again. Oh. Folks, we do a live show in this radio show. We put everything on the line to create these beautiful, ephemeral moments. That means a certain degree of risk. Thank you. Sometimes those risks pay off and you get the beauty you experienced uh, every single week up until this point. Sometimes, right, the risks prove themselves worth taking, but not always, you know, not always panning out. And that's fine. Such as in this case. Such as when I read half of my coworkers' lines, <laughs> and we missed our cues, and we had a fun time. Yeah. It's just an object lesson that this is without a net. Yeah, man. And that's the tightrope we walk from 12 to 2. That's true. For you. If you want to see a body plummet towards the earth, all right, you got to come to a live performance like this. All right, if it's a movie, they've been able to do editing. They've got post-production. You know? All right. 
<laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, it has been edited, and you don't even know yeah. what we're talking about. You're like, that was perfect. If we'll you're... just edit this part out of the podcast. <laughs> Let's say hypothetically you're reach, reaching for a European-sounding name in a bit, and you uh, unintentionally choose like <laughs> the least appropriate one without thinking, <laughs> and you realize what you've done but have to finish it because you don't want to call attention that to that choice, or and you don't want to examine the Freudian impl- implications. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's what you get in a live show. <laughs> you get a live show, man. Do you want your coworkers to look at you differently now? Uh, <laughs> you can only have that in this kind of format. And we're yep. happy to share both our successes and our failures with you. When you want Absolutely. someone like me to just sneeze into the mic. <laughs> yeah, bro. Okay, I want to show you guys. We have our new uh, cart here. Oh. And I want to play it because I don't know why. I just, I'm just proud that I was able to do it. So. Wait, are these words from... Let's see here. Is it working? Wait a minute. It's not working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Option. Well, was that a noise? Three. Um, no, that was Because I'm not right. on this. See, I have to be clicked onto this. That's why. Option three. Are you so weird? Yes. Then you should tune into the Weird People Show. Sundays at 12 noon. We do skits, songs, and we make fun of each other. It's so weird. <laughs> Wasn't that, like, so great and professional, you guys? Yeah, that's actually cool. <laughs> okay, here. Wait. And I've got another one, too. Oh. Are you really weird? Are you odd? That's right. Do people think you are strange? 12 to 2. Well, then you should tune in to the Weird People Show. On Sunday. Every Sunday, 12 p.m. Uh, to 2 p.m. We do skits and songs. And oddities to promote head scratching and occasional laughter. Tune into the Weird People Show. Sundays at noon. Amazing. The Tri State Area. It's kind of like the Eyes Wide Shut soundtrack. Oh, man. You know what sound effect we should get on the soundboard? Yes. The Vine Boom. What is that? It's just like a loud, it's sort of like your cough, but like with a deep bass. Yeah, imagine that, but it's like... Well, well, we're going to have to cut it out of the podcast, but go ahead. It's not copyrighted. It's not? No. Okay, then play it. It's just a sound effect. Well, I've sound effects it. are I've copyrighted. I've already played it twice. I'll play it as Darling, well. it's just a sound effect. I'm... Oh, I see. What are they going to do? Copyright words next? They're going to start preventing me from using prepositions and adjectives? Try it, buddy, babe. Come and take my language Verbs away. See what happens. Only. Yeah. Well, no, because I, I was using the records here, and uh, I can't be weaving copyrighted material into it. So I'm going to start doing field recordings. Okay, We're going to be Real. going off for CDs and being like, yo, this is when I went to the garage we're gonna start communicating in field recordings and then whistling languages all right if you want to understand us fine we won't use copyrighted material we won't use any material we'll invent all of this from scratch all right i'll You're gonna invent have to... a language and send the doc to all of you exactly no don't do it in doc you just have to like we, we don't want to use technology or anything like that we will communicate as the first man did okay ready yeah i can't whistle <laughs> Thus, the dawn of communication. <laughs> the dawn of communication. We realized that that humans and Neanderthals were existing in the same place for longer than we thought. We found some remains in Germany, you guys. 
and they're old. They're old. They're old. Maybe maybe Caroline should go take a look at those remains when maybe she's on she tour should stop in Germany by and do some archaeology, bro. Report back. All right. It's time to really say goodbye and not do anything else. Just put a bow. Let's go. Well, I love you guys so much. But now it's time to go home. And it feels like Tonight, I'll be a lucky angel, and off the world goes. We try to do you hard tonight. I keep away the cycles, release that length of an arm. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Weird People Show, and I want to introduce you to all my shipmates right here, the officers, you might say. To my right is Moxie Mike. That's me, it's Moxie Mike. Moxie Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it's Moxie Mike. It's Moxie Mike. It's a soda that nobody likes. Come on now, except but I love that guy. I really love that guy, Michael. Now, next to Moxie Mike. Come on. That's my girl, man. That's my that's my friend. That's my Come on. That is Zinjay Bangwai. And she's a wonderful person. And she'll thwart those who try to do you harm. That's right. And right now, over at her right, we got our friend Daisy Wan White. Daisy Wan White. Daisy Wan White. Daisy Wan White loves you. You are tonight. Be a lucky angel. Out the world goes. Try to do you hard tonight. I keep away the cycle. Away those socks. Woo! At least I have let go. No. Wait. Who are we? Tune in next week, guys. Wait. Who are you getting? I'm Whiskey Joe. I'm Whiskey Joe. I'm Whiskey Joe. So what do you know? Be a lucky angel. I want those try to do you hard tonight. Keep away the cycle. Cycle. Or at least night. Let's go. Lord, everybody, come on down there and listen next week on Sunday at 12 noon because we got some more show for you. We got more show. We got LGUE5. We got, I think we're going to do Captain Quick's one. Let's go. We, and then we got surprises that you don't even know about. Woo-hoo-hoo. I'll be a lucky angel. Come on now.
Let's go. Love yourselves and love yourselves. Love each other and love yourselves. We love you. Love each other. Love yourselves. We love you. Love each other. Love yourselves. We love you.